Brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hello and welcome back to NO and JB Sports Pedigree. We are back to provide insight on a wide variety of sports topics. Obviously, we got the NBA Finals, got soccer, yes, NCAA hoops. I know it's the offseason, but we could still talk some NFL. Who knows? Major League Baseball. Got to. We're definitely going to give you some perspective, some real honest opinion, and we always have fun. Uh, the goal is that you have fun right along with us. So let's not waste any more time. Dig right in. I'm JB. And I am the one and only N.O. JB, how are we kicking it off today, man? Well, N.O., we're going we're gonna to bring out a new segment here. Um, it's, hmm. it's looking back over one of our most popular segments, Sports Dichotomy, where oftentimes we, you know, we give very brief answers and we give probably the most predictions of any time on our show during that segment. And, and a lot of times okay. we don't really, you know, give any reasoning because we can't. That's what the segment's all about. So that's right. All dichotomous. Yes. So this segment here is called right or wrong recap, where we're going to take a look back at some of each other's responses that we were dead on or we were way off and allow each other to maybe provide a little insight uh, you mean, in our thought you mean process. We're not perfect. I mean, we're not perfect, JB. <laughs> we are right. not. Uh, unfortunately, we're definitely oh, not perfect. Okay. So. Huh? Okay, well, but we did get some. We of got them, right? some and of we them. Will let yeah, know so we're gonna kick well. this one off. We're gonna kick this off. Um, I'm gonna start off with some uh, no responses here, and I want to take you okay. all the way back to episode four. So this is what one happened? of the first ones. No, uh, I posed the question to you if the Cincinnati Bengals are gonna make the playoffs, and this was like mid-season. This was like maybe, maybe ten games mm. in, and uh, you were right. You said they were going to. Well done. Sir, yes, sir. All the Cincinnati Bengals holding it down. Um, different Cincinnati Bengals team. Obviously, we can look in hindsight now and saw that they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. But sure. it's just something different about an offense with a Joe Burrow and a Jamar Chase and all the weapons they have. So we kind of felt that one coming. Yep. Now, on the, um, on the flip side, <clears throat> on the flip side, you know, I do got to point out that in episode seven, okay, so a little bit further oh. along, you also uh – -huh made the claim that the Indianapolis Colts are going to make the playoffs. And unfortunately, oh, we, we know how that worked out, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that was hopeful thinking on my part, especially <laughs> knowing uh, that, that we have the same coaching staff. But I'm, we, you know what? We're going to be optimistic <laughs> yeah, right now. Absolutely. We're not going to focus on that. Hey, you know what? The national media is certainly uh, falling in love with the Colts this year, so we'll see. We'll see what it yeah, really is going to everybody, like. love, everybody loves Matty Ice. Mm -hmm. They'll love Matty Ice until he's 75 years old, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me right. get a couple in there, JB, yeah, before we pop back to your side. JB, on episode 11, I asked you, would Russell Westbrook last until the All-Star ah. break? <laughs> JB gave us the unanimous answer of no. And JB, you were wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Because hey, you know what? We know that Russell Westbrook I, I, lasted I, the entire season. He did. And, you know, I was kind of putting myself in the position if I was the GM, uh, I would do everything in my power to, you know, shake that up. But obviously that didn't happen. Yeah, there, there, it, he could have easily been scapegoated. But JB, in episode 14, one answer that you did get right, you I asked you, will Frank Reich get fired by the Indianapolis Colts? And JB said, no. Now, this is a right answer that I'm not happy you got right, JB. <laughs> right, obviously. I was going to say, much to your and, dismay. Um, 
I believe that. What's still my disagree? I believe that answer uh, saddened you at the time as well, if I'm not mistaken. All it right. Did. It did, JB. All right. All right, what you got? So man? we got uh, another one actually from episode seven that you had. Okay. Um, couple actually um, errors on your part, uh, at least guesses, I mm. would say, on episode seven. I asked you if okay. the Cincinnati Bearcats uh, college football team were going to make it into the playoffs, and you actually said they would not, and of course they did end up getting in. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it, it was tough on my part thinking that they would allow a team, you know, from a non-power conference to get Absolutely. in. But it happened, and uh, it paved the way for future teams from non-power conferences to get in, honestly. Yes, sir. Right, let's hope so moving forward. Um, now, on the flip side, no doubt. jumping way ahead, actually, uh, one of the more recent ones that I have for you from episode 18, I asked you if superstars sensational pitcher Hunter Green would make his Reds debut this year and he did very early on uh, and he's looked at times uh, like a potential ace. Yes sir and did I, I said yes. Yeah sir. absolutely you said yes and he certainly did. Okay yes sir yes sir we love Hunter Green it seems like each uh, game that he starts he just gets a little bit better yep. at different aspects of the game whether it's pitching from behind in the count whether it's pitching from head in the count in that closeout pitch on the 2-2 two, two out, um, second or third time through the order, understanding that he can't make the same pitches to a guy that he made that first time through. Hunter Green's improving, mm -hmm. and he is a menace. Being able to throw over 100 with regularity, and whew, my goodness, the off-speed pitches that he has, y'all better look out for Hunter Green in the uh, upcoming seasons. Yes, sir. Y'all better look out for him. Yes, sir. All right, JB, back in episode seven, Another one about the Cincinnati Bearcats. I asked you, can the Bearcats beat Alabama in the college football playoffs? Now I asked the word can, so like it's kind of a you know it's kind of subjective a little uh -huh. bit. JB said yes, yeah. and JB was wrong I about was very it. Now wrong. I'll say this. I'll say this, JB. If it would have been a close game, we probably could have said that they could beat them, mm -hmm. but. Alabama kind of beat up on yeah, the Bearcats, they, so they did. It's, it, we we can't safely say that the Bearcats could have won that yeah, game. Yeah, now I got caught up. On, I got caught up. Sure, a little bit in emotion, but on the right side of things for JB, I asked JB back in episode number two. Yes, y'all, thirty some episodes ago in episode two, I asked JB, and we'll get to this one in the future. Are the Warriors contenders for the title this year? Hey. AB said yes. I did. And with the Warriors in the NBA Finals, mm -hmm. he obviously got that one Absolutely. right. That makes them contenders. So, JB, what you got? All right. So, we'll start. We'll end this one for you. I got a couple more. Um, okay. We'll start on the right side for you. Back in okay. episode 16, I want to say this was as we were heading towards the end of the NBA season, speaking of NBA, um, I asked you about the Memphis Grizzlies and uh, whether or not they would make it to the second round this year. And uh, you mm. hit right on the head, you said that they would. In fact, uh, you know, they yes, almost sir. got further than that. Yeah, those guys were putting in work, more on the defensive end than anything. And when teams can play defense in the NBA, you always have a chance mm -hmm. late in the season, especially if you have a closer by the likes of what they had. For and sure. actually, as we saw them move forward in the playoffs, we saw that they were a complete team. Yes. Like, 
Memphis Grizzlies? I, I'm feeling like it's going to be Memphis and Golden State for the next few years. And then, like you uh, have alluded to before, Memphis might be the team that takes over. They may be. Um, now, uh, do have to bring out, you know, on the wrong side, the last one here for this week okay. anyway. Um, uh -huh. and you don't, again, it's not like you get it wrong too often, but back in episode 14, I asked you if the U.S. men's national team would win the CONCACAF group, and uh, unfortunately you said they would. I believe they ended up they be. I'm actually I'm third. fine with that. I'm fine with that one. Yeah, fine with that I hear one you. Because we got into the World Cup. That's <laughs> all that matters to me. <laughs> I'm fine with that one. Appreciate that, JB. Okay, back in episode 16, JB, on the negative side of things for you, I asked you if the MLB season would start late because of the lockdown. Mm. JB, you said no. I did. Said, I missed and it, man. I'm, I know that was hopeful thinking. It I was. already know that. <laughs> but on the positive side, one that you got right in episode 14, I asked you, will the Big Ten get the most teams in the NCAA tourney? And you said yes. Hey. And the Big Ten did get the most teams. If I'm not mistaken, they got nine teams in the dance. And the second most was the SEC, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe Big 12 with six. Wow. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a great NCAA tourney for the Big Ten, no, but they did wasn't. get nine teams. It in. wasn't. And uh, I feel like that happens more often than not, these big conferences when they end up having, yeah, that's a, another discussion. Yeah. They end up getting a bunch of teams in know. and then none of them do Everybody anything. Everybody beat each other right? up during the season, <laughs> right? man. Yeah. Well, that was fun, that man. Sometimes, we'll have man. to. Uh, was. Yeah, we have to bring that one back. You guys, uh, Definitely you bring know, it back. shoot us some comments if you remember some other ones uh, that we have most certainly uh, errored on. Or, you know, send us some love on ones we gotten right. We appreciate it. No doubt. So, no doubt. For, JB. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to let you know that we're bringing back another one that we haven't done in a little while, a conversation yeah, with. Yeah, it's been a bit. In a conversation with, JB and I are going to lay out a conversation that we're having from the perspective of some athlete, some coach, somebody within the sports realm, and we have to guess who the person is hypothetically speaking, that the other person's having a conversation with just based off the words that are being said. Yes, sir. How many you got today, you know? JB? I got three, JB. How many you All got? Right, I got four, so I'll kick it off. Go ahead, and, go ahead and kick it off. All right. JB, you know, I know it might sound weird, but uh, I really do miss Peyton yelling at me and uh, putting his hands up under my butt all the time. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jeff Saturday, come on. Yes, sir. One of my favorite offensive linemen of all time. He's a very underrated player he because is. people people looked at Peyton Manning as the leader on the team, but Jeff Saturday was one of the best leaders for a long time on the Indianapolis Colts. Well, man. got the old line right. <laughs> he does not Go he ahead, JB. He looks good, man. You, you would never know he was, uh, you know, close to 300 pounds at one point. I, I was referencing, yeah. um, you know, when Peyton was yelling, I, I don't know if you've seen the clip where He's basically telling Jeff Saturday to shut up and just block because he was he was trying to yeah. tell Peyton to run the ball and it was it's a funny clip if you haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, they were on the side, uh -huh. if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yep. Yep, I've seen that before. I feel like I was watching that game too. All right, <laughs> you JB. Probably were. What do you got? Um I'm I'm gonna do all three of mine just in a normal voice. I'm not okay. gonna try, you know what I'm saying? Cause somebody I don't really know how these people sound. All right. But here we go. You know. By some metrics, I have to be considered one of the top athletes of all time. I essentially have to be top five. Why? 
I am undefeated as a professional in my sport, 50 and 0. Floyd Mayweather. Hey, Money. ding, 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 ding. All right. Money May, one, one of my favorite athletes of all time, Floyd Mayweather. Wow. Definitely has a lot of confidence. I'll just say that. <laughs> all right, uh, here we go. <clears throat> I'm a, I'll do a voice. Let's hopefully I don't lose my voice after this. <clears throat> all right, let's get it. Let's get it. You know what, JV? I don't think many people know that I played minor league baseball for the Reds organization before I ended up joining Hulk in the WWF. Hmm. It, it, you sounded like Macho Man. Yeah, Mario there you go. Savage. Yes, sir. Did, wow. Did you know are that? you serious? Yeah. I had no idea. Played minor league baseball with the Cincinnati Reds. It's a good thing I watched wrestling in the nineties, <laughs> or else I wouldn't have known who that was. Randy Savage. <laughs> All right, JB, you're gonna like this one. Okay. You know. You know, N.O. being 10th on the Reds' all-time hits list is cool, but those four gold gloves take the cake. I mean, even though I'm loved to this day in Cincinnati, I have to be considered highly underrated. Well, hmm. Those four yeah, gold gloves take four the cake. Four gold gloves, is it Brandon Phillips? I'm, that dude, BP, nicely go. done, okay. JB. Man, I love Nicely him. done. Yeah, I don't know if he'll make my all-time, you know, top five second baseman list, but he might be my favorite. Um, oh, and I've never seen anybody play defense any better. Anyway, and he made it look so oh, easy did. too. He did. Goodness gracious, <sighs> JB. You know, I, I really don't understand all the hoopla with Patrick Mahomes. You know, I know he plays another sport, different sport than I did, but I mean, I made no look behind the back tosses as the cutoff man. Uh, when I was playing shortstop, don't think I get enough credit, to be honest, even though, you know, even though a lot of people say I'm the greatest Yankee of all time. You must be Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Yeah, Derek Jeter. That was that uh, Oakland Athletics game. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. in, in that series, the Yankees were down 2-0. They were. And that was game three in Oakland when he made that play, turned it around, ended up winning that series and in five I feel games. like I've I seen that highlight about million times too yeah it was a crazy highlight all right jb you know i know i stat padded when i dropped 71 points on the final game of the regular season to win the scoring title that year in the nba but you gotta remember that i won mvp the next season i don't know why they rarely mention my name in the western conference with the likes of hakeem and shaq it's uh david robinson is that, is that who we got? That is the that the is the Admiral, Admiral David nice. Robinson. I love yes. the Admiral. He was man. A, he, people forget that he was the MVP, man. Yep, they do. 19, 1994 NBA season, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. It's funny you uh, bring him up, too. Uh, all right, my last one here. <clears throat> JB, look, just because I don't dive for the ball or, you know, even get in front of it doesn't mean I'm not a solid player. I've earned what I got. And I don't care what that punk kid mild thing says about it anyway. Hmm. That punk kid who? Mild thing. Not wild thing. Mild thing. JB, you, you might have stumped me on this one, JB. I mean, what the, kids, got, man? The, the kid slept with my wife for crying out loud. 
Got you stumped. Roger Dorn? Yes, there you Roger go. Roger Dorn? There you go. Oh, my goodness. Roger <laughs> Dorn. Hey, Major uh, League. Shout out to the... Oh, my goodness. I almost missed it. Hey, wow. Went a little off track there for Roger you. Roger Dorn, That's man. Cool. Nice. That was solid, JB. Hey, man. What a... That, two straight solid segments, hey, man. We got to keep it going. We do. In this personal combo. We do. And uh, definitely hey, send us in, folks, that you'd like to hear us do. We can uh, have some fun with that. You want to kick of off the course. personal segment this week? I will. I will, JB. We're talking about champions and how champions champ. And Steph Curry is the ultimate champion. I'm coming at you from a different perspective today, though, JB. Okay. I saw a list of the best NBA shot creators, top 20 list. Okay. And they had all these metrics, like, <clears throat> per 36 minutes to include guys with a lower usage rate, right? Mm. This list, JB did not include Steph Curry wow. as one of the best NBA shot creators. And by some of the names on the list, I've established that it's because the list of players on it who don't score, is it because the list has players on it who don't score often, ah. but create via dribble drive and they have sound passing to their teammates. Like for instance, TJ McConnell was on there, Ben Simmons was on the list. JB, what I want to discuss for a bit is shot creating from the perspective of the ability to get off and make contested shots in more of an isolation scenario with help side defenders in position and the on-ball defender within reach distance, mm. right? By that criteria, JB, I must proclaim that Steph Curry is the best shot creator I've ever seen. And what further highlights this opinion is Steph's minimal size and athleticism. This guy is 99% skill. How many 6'2", Six three players have we seen in the NBA who can dominate a game offensively? There's a handful, mm -hmm. right? Westbrook in his prime, uh, a young D Rose, Kyrie, and maybe prime Steph Marbury, Steve Nash, yeah. right? AI. Now, but yeah, AI maybe right. Of those guys, and I was, and I actually was being very specific to like six two, six three. So AI was, you know, he was more like six feet. So I was being very mm -hmm. specific, mm -hmm. um, height wise. So JB, none of those guys. You know, take off the list. Now, of those guys, take off the list all of those who we consider to have supreme athleticism, mm. right? Speed and or above the rim ability. Yep. That takes us down to Steve Nash and Steph, yep. right? And when you consider how much of Steve Nash's game was predicated on pick and roll and the fact that he couldn't finish at all three levels consistently, I can't compare him to Steph. Right. He also doesn't have the ball handling the stop and go change of pace, the ability to get a shot off with minimal space, the layup package in traffic to go along with the mid-range and otherworldly deep range. Steph Curry, JB, in my opinion, in terms of God-given attributes compared to his skill, right, is the best shot creator I've ever seen, and it's not even close. I can't argue with you. That's, uh, that's a good call. <laughs> I can't argue, especially given what we've just seen uh, here recently which again we're about to get to but before we, we do that I do have something to say um, and Wait, it's unfortunate JB. that I feel the need to but uh, we had uh -oh. a gentleman um, recently in the media who really should have just kept his mouth shut I'm talking about oh, uh, boy. good old JDR as we now oh as we my now gosh. know him, Jack yes, Del Rio sir. and for those of you that yes, aren't sir. aware um, old Jack felt the need to get on social media and you know not to get political don't want to necessarily do that on the show but I do I, I am going to be factual um, 
so Mr. Del Rio got on social media and proclaimed that uh, he doesn't understand why there is a inquiry into January 6th when the insurrection happened and why if there's an inquiry in that why there is not an inquiry into riots that happened uh, over the summer of 2020. So you know that oh, right boy. there is just <laughs> obviously uh, the old um, switcheroo kind of mentality um, mm -hmm. two completely unrelated things um, you know not at all regardless of politically your stance one the protests were due to people being murdered, um, black men and women being murdered by police. Absolutely. Uh, the insurrection that happened was because an election was lost and people were upset about it and decided to go with gallows and uh, weapons and actually try to overthrow uh, an election. So. Right. Additionally, when he was questioned about it to make matters worse, he called it a dust-up. So, <laughs> I don't know. At this point, JB. it's laughable JB. to I'm, me. I'm, yeah. um, and it and, is, and I just, he but obviously only watches one news channel and listens to one public figure to get his news. Um, you know, it's pretty shameful. He then apologized and said that he supports fully any peaceful protest and that just goes to show that he's additionally a liar uh, because he definitely did not support Colin Kaepernick's peaceful protest of taking a knee because he was very outspoken against that. So would not surprise me if um, anybody in that locker room listens to anything this guy's got to say. Of course, they're professionals. They're going to play ball. But, uh, you know, I know he got fined. I, I, I just... Um, I, my tolerance for that type of mindset, it, it's just, I, I don't have it anymore. So just have to, just had to share my view on that and kind of put that out there for those of you that haven't, um, hadn't heard about it. I got three quick little phrases to summarize and finalize. Completely agree with you. He gaslighting. That's it. The, situ the situations are incomparable and he is demonstrating a supreme amount narcissistic behavior absolutely that's pretty much uh, he really does and that's and that's why too, too much it's more such energy. a dangerous mindset you know it's like and it, it was the leader uh at the time of our country was the biggest uh you know proponent of all of that and just kind of mm. perpetuated it by sure continuing to spew lies there's facts, folks. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't. It's not hard to, exactly. you know, get on news articles, look at different sources, uh, get your facts from more place than just one news channel. You know, that's all I'm saying. So, now that I've gotten that off my chest, um, needed that. Yeah. <laughs> why don't we discuss the recently completed NBA Finals? JB. And oh. Down. Two to one in the NBA Finals and on the brink of disaster, the Warriors out rebounded Boston 55 to 42 in Game Four. Wow. This came JB after Game Three when they were out rebounded by 16. JB, the Warriors were on the ropes in Game Four. They However, were. Andrew Andrew Wiggins led the way with 16 boards. Steph dropped 43 and had 10 rebounds. 
Redmond's stats stuffed with eight points and nine boards to help the series um, tied at two to two. Game five was a different story back in San Francisco. Boston took back over the glass with the eight rebound advantage and the Warriors even shot 22% from downtown, a big wow. part of their game. Steph went 0 for 8. So how did they win by double digits, JB? Take a 3-2 lead. It's a very good question. They played a very physical, hard-nosed brand of basketball. They won the turnover battle 18-6 and combined were 12 more fouls in wow. Boston, giving up 16 more free throws to the Celtics. JB, you're asking, why am I highlighting that? They fouled him 12 more times and gave up 16 more free throws, JB, because if you watched the game, you saw the emphasis on challenging everything around the rim. Yeah. Golden State refused to allow layups in game five. JB, they walled up on Tatum and Brown constantly, and they made every shot difficult for these dudes. Wiggins played phenomenal on both ends, mm -hmm. and he did it with such a quiet, composed demeanor, right? In a game where Steph didn't even hoop. He didn't have his best shooting night. However... In game six, Steph showed why he is my number one point guard of all time. We're talking about 34, seven rebounds, seven assists. Talking about Draymond Green getting the last laugh against the Boston Clowns, I mean the Boston crowd, with a near <laughs> triple-double performance. They won the rebounding battle and the turnover battle by Steven. So all the Steph Curry slander never won an NBA Finals MVP, folks who were trying to find the small window of negativity. JB, all I have to say is four in eight years. That's 50% of the last eight titles. One word, dynasty. Yep, that's a mic drop, I guess, right there, man. It is a mic drop. Well, you know, let me just say this uh, about the Celtics. Um, I didn't expect them to be there. And to be honest with you, I kind of picked against them every single round, and they continued to prove me wrong. Um, now, I did I did say Warriors in six. However, as you mentioned, going into game four, that was looking highly unlikely. And I know we got, I got a couple Celtics fans that I talked to quite a bit, and uh, my heart goes out to those guys. But to be honest, I, I you know, I kind of saw it coming. Um, I will say, highly impressed by a couple of guys on the Celtics. Number one, Al Horford. Dude is, you know, all heart, um, never stops. I mean, you saw him at times tonight. They're leaving him on an island trying to guard Steph Curry. Like, what? I, I don't know what that was right. about. But he definitely yeah. leaves it all out on the floor, as well as Mr. Brown. Um, he really impressed. It, where at times... The Celtics really struggled to score. He was one guy that really can kind of get his own shot, and uh, he was pretty consistent throughout the series. So, secondly, I want to highlight, you mentioned it, Andrew Wiggins. You know, oh besides Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins really outplaying Jason Tatum may be the, yeah. the second yeah. biggest reason that the uh, the Warriors won. And, and to be, Crazy. you know, I don't think it was close. Um, you look at the second half of game six, I don't think Jason Tatum scored in this most recent game in the second half in a must-win, you know, elimination game. And uh, a lot of that was yeah. due to the defense of Wiggins and what he provided rebounding at, what, 6-6? Six, six? You mentioned a 16-rebound game. He had another 13 or 14 one. Also, how about this, you know? The Warriors did this with a maybe 80% 
Clay Thompson? Right. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Um, and he, he obviously, he played pretty bad in game six. Um, and it still really wasn't uh, that close of game. So imagine, you know, we talked about Memphis moving ahead um, next year when Clay is really maybe more of himself again. Um, you know, who knows? Uh, couple, just a couple other things. Uh, you know, Draymond Green certainly answered the critics. Um, played the last couple games the best I've seen him play in quite a long time. His energy level really. Dude. I think what it was is he kind of got caught up a bit um, in the back and forth. And these last couple games, you really just he saw him play down. basketball again. Um, that's right. That's right. And his energy level and his speed up and down the court uh, was was something I noticed and uh, you mentioned it you know the defense Boston very, really good defensive team but you know the defensive player of the year Marcus Smart I mean it's like you're trying to have him guard Steph Curry no, there's not anybody that yeah. he, my opinion the strategy should have been more to get the ball out of his hands early if I'm the Celtics right. um, they played you know they did the best they could and, and again shout out to Udoka, a first-year coach. I mean, excellent job as well. But uh, as you mentioned, Steph Curry, nobody can say a darn thing now. Um, you know, he's definitely got that MVP. Yes, Probably man. should be his second MVP, no to be honest. And uh, uh, he, he didn't leave any doubters this time around. So congrats to yeah. the Warriors. And you got Jordan Poole coming off the bench. Oh, yeah. Kevon Looney yep. has some good defensive and wall, we're walling up at the rim as well and rebounding uh, but you know when you think about it jb i'm gonna ask you this out of the four championship teams that the warriors have had in the last eight years wouldn't, wouldn't we honestly say that this is the weakest of the four yeah probably we can, because we can we can, we can literally older. say that yeah they're probably they're, they're older they don't have the big guy i mean think about the big guys they that's had in the right past. you have yeah. uh who's the big guy they have now that got hurt that they had planned on having um uh, second year player oh uh, yeah, not not Jonathan Kaminga. No, he was. Um, is it he didn't play. It was a dude from Memphis. I can't think of his name top of my head, but um, we'll we'll get that for yeah. you guys later. I can't. But think he'll of his be name back either, next year but, too, yeah, and definitely. he's uh, you know, they have high hopes for him as well. No doubt, no doubt, and they will they will be back with the young core, but also the vets, and um, looking for another championship. Hey. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Iguodala got him oh, another yeah, championship. He, sure did. he didn't That's do, he didn't do him, much. Right? He didn't do much this time. <laughs> no, he didn't have to. He was coaching. <laughs> but he, he didn't do much. He didn't do much this time, but got another championship. James Wiseman. That's who, that's the you. name we forgot. Yep. James Wiseman. That's right. All right, JB. What we got next? All right, we are gonna bring back another fun segment. One of my favorites. Uh, always get some laughs. Good old sports fact or fiction. Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to go back and forth here with some statements, and uh, it's on us to determine if it's a factual statement or if it's fictional. And uh, certainly always encourage you guys to play along. Um, I believe I've got six of them today, you know. How many you got? I got about five. You jump it off All first. All right, here we go. Did you know Rowdy Roddy Piper, my second ref, wrestling reference uh, I don't know if you remember Rowdy Roddy Piper but he was actually a professional tennis player uh, it, his real name that he went by when playing was Roderick Pipsy uh, before he put on some weight in his late teens and decided to change professions I'm gonna say fiction it's fiction his name is not Roderick <laughs> Pipsy <laughs> 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 oh man, he tried to get me with the name. Uh, All right, JB. Yeah. 
The first ever bowling balls had five holes. Five holes? Um, we'll say fact. JB, I made that up. Wow. That's fiction. Okay, that was a good one. <laughs> I thought, I'm just like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess that would be weird. It'd be stuck all in your hand. Okay, good one. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So obviously, <laughs> baseball players are known for their superstitions. Well, Turk yeah. Wendell, former pitcher, would actually chew licorice and brush his teeth after every inning he pitched. Honestly, I, I'm, pitchers are weird. I'm going to say fact. <laughs> it's a fact. This dude was out yeah. there, man. Turk Wendell. Turk Wendell. <laughs> what a name. All right, JB. In the 97-98 NBA playoffs, the Indiana Pacers' entire team shaved their heads as a sign of team unity. I think that's a fact. You're right. Wow. It did happen. It wow. did happen. I did that once for a road up. trip with friends. Weird. Hey, <laughs> nicely done. What you got, Jake? All right. Terrell Owens' real middle name is El Dorado. I'm, I'm going to hope this is fiction. Uh, it's a fact. I finally got one with the middle name. Stop. Stop playing. For real? <laughs> for real. Terrell Eldorado Owens. Yeah, we gotta we're gonna pray for we're gonna pray for him. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. Alright, JB. The highest ticket prices in the NBA are Los Angeles Lakers tickets. Um I'll say fact. JB, that is fiction. Really? It's the Knicks. Oh duh. New York. Wow. Crazy, crazy that trashy team. Wow. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh lordy. <laughs> All right. All right, you know. Uh did you know that Daryl Strawberry was approached by Fruit of the Loom to be an underwear model with the Strawberry or Bust campaign during his rookie year? Honestly, that probably would make them money. Let's say fact. <laughs> it's fiction. <laughs> Strawberry or bust, baby. <laughs> I was, I was hoping it was a fact, man, for oh, Daryl Strawberry's sake. I like Daryl Strawberry. I know. Who'd he charge the mound and try to beat up that one time? Oh, man. I don't know. I'll look it up. Go ahead. I'm going to look it up. We'll, yeah, we'll find that out. We'll find it out. All right, JB. Andrew Luck recently announced that he is coming out of retirement. Uh, fiction? Yeah, that's fiction. <laughs> I know. You just sounded so excited, too. Yeah, just hopeful thinking. That's looking like... Oh, I don't know. It was a big brawl. I looked it up. Um, all right, a couple more here. Uh, the NBA Finals trophy, it's apropos, is uh, named the Larry O'Brien trophy after a former commissioner, Larry O'Brien. You probably knew that. Did you know that the same Larry O'Brien was the person who had his office broken into during Watergate? What a say. That's a fact. Isn't that crazy? Wow, that's crazy. Before he was the NBA commissioner, he Goodness was uh, legal and, and such. Oh, that's good stuff, JB. All right. <clears throat> Since the AFL-NFL merger, the longest losing streak belongs to the Tampa Bay Bucks, JB. 26 straight losses between 1976 and 1970. I think that's a fact. And you are right. This is one of those teams where fans come to the stadium with the bags on their heads, yes. leave with the bags on their heads, yeah. probably can't breathe with the bags on their heads. <laughs> like, don't even half go. Dead, like, that's half dead with the bags on their heads, fall asleep with the bags on their heads during the game. Oh, Lord. Yep. 
That was like the Browns of the 70s. All right, last uh -huh. one. Uh, ben Simmons literally said, nah, bro, I'm good, when asked if he wanted to play in the playoffs this year. Guessing that's a fact. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fiction. I mean, he might have. Yeah, but well, he, he literally probably, he probably, said, JB, nah, JB, I'm good. this one. Huh? JB, this one, this one's, we're going to call this one a faction. <laughs> All right. Because he probably did. Right, <laughs> <laughs> he probably did say that. No, nah, bro, I'm good. I'm good. Sha Shaq, Shaq went in on oh, him for not did. playing in that he game. Did. Which, oh uh, goodness, that was like man. a, you know, like I think you may have touched <laughs> on it with kind of a lose-lose for him. But, yeah. <laughs> it was. It definitely was, man. It was, JB. All right, what we got, JB? So, it's, uh, it's that time of the week. It is time for a little bit of no-nos. No, no. Let's do it. All right, you know, so what we're going to do here is I'm going to ask you a personal question. Then I'm going to ask you a, well, I'm actually going to make a statement about something and give you a minute to agree or disagree and kind of uh, put out their why. And then lastly, yep. everybody's favorite, uh, name that player. I know everybody likes to play along. So. Do it. My personal question to you this week is, uh, you know, I know that you are a man of faith and, um, you yeah. know, would, would like to know kind of how or when your journey of following Christ started. Yeah, you know, just as a child growing up, I grew up in the church and, you know, during those preteen years, you start kind of recognizing what the world really about you start uh, becoming more mature and awakened to all the evils of the world you don't want to be a part of that so in, during those ages um, I was baptized at the church in Indianapolis called Second Baptist Church hmm. and um, I confessed to the Lord give me for all my sins and that was it I brought him asked for him to come into my heart and that point on I was a person of faith. Nice. Very nice. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. Yes, yep. Absolutely. All righty. So um, now a sports-related question. So um, I know we're not in the NFL season. We're, we're quite a ways away, actually. But uh, it's still, we got to talk about it, right? Not, nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I keep seeing over and over and over Justin Herbert. Okay, Justin Herbert, okay. he's a good young quarterback, you know, very good. Yeah. But many of the so-called experts, when they're doing kind of their, you know, rankings, because they don't have anything better to do, um, they're ranking him, you know, top five so higher than David Carr, some higher than Russell Wilson, even higher than Aaron Rodgers on some people's lists, like top five in the NFL. Um, and, you know... I don't even know if he's won a playoff game. So, do you agree or disagree with uh, this ranking of Justin Herbert, and uh, why? Minute on the clock, sir. You can start uh, now. Dozen QBs is always tough, especially when they're young QBs, mm -hmm. because on one hand, some QBs that are winning more, they're obviously gonna have more publicity and look like the better player. But when you go look at Justin Herbert's stats, Justin Herbert threw for 5,000 yards last year. Wow. 38 TDs, 15 interceptions, you know, on a pretty good team. I mean, the, the Chargers were not great, but they weren't terrible. 
he, in, in 2020, he had 4,400 yards, 31 and 10. But when a guy comes out like he did and is right at the top of the game, like, will I put him above Carr? Definitely. Do I put him above Burrow? No. Do I put him above Rodgers? No. But I'd say he's right around that number five or number six. I don't, like, when you start saying the names of the other guys, you got Mahomes, you got Russell Wood, there's not too many guys above Justin Herbert. All right. So I put him around five or six. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, uh, you know, especially if you're looking at the potential and, like you said, the stats, I'd like to see him. Uh -huh. Before I put him personally in that upper echelon, I'd like to see him compile some wins. You know, I know it's a team game, but uh, it is. I'd like to see them get get it done in the playoffs too. Just my opinion. Yeah, um, I mean, but good JB, stuff. We, JB, we all we all look at Dan Marino as one of the oh, greatest that's ever. A good his call. teams really that's a good point. His teams really never won. You know, there's a lot of QBs who really don't win a whole lot, but we know they're great. They just. I mean, think about it. Matt Stafford would have went down oh, as, wow. you know, dang, one of those really good QBs who never won. But You're right. And, you know, even even I sometimes fell into the trap of, is Matt Stafford any good? And then Matt Stafford, one season, goes to the Rams. And literally everybody in America's opinion of him Absolutely. is Absolutely. You know, like, it's like he's It's all just completely stuff. different, man. Yeah, he's probably a Hall of Famer now. He's a Hall he's of a Famer, of famer and, now, And he man. wasn't. Um, you know, kind of like a Phillip Rivers. That's a good call. There you go. Absolutely. Okay. All right. We're going to stick with the NFL here for the name that player. Okay. This is a 5'11", 210-pound running back, mm. number 28. He was the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year in 1995. Okay. Uh, uh, I think you're talking about Marshall Falk. Nope. Not wrong, 28. Oh, okay. Hey, good. 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 My hey, bad. My bad. My bad. for the early stat. Okay. So we got a, a three-time All-Pro five-time Pro Bowler, led league in rushing in 04, career 14,101 yards rushing with 90 rushing touchdowns and 10 receiving, so a total of 100 touchdowns, averaged four yards a carry, never flashy, um, out of Pittsburgh, oh. third-round pick. Curtis Martin. Curtis, Curtis Martin. Martin. Ding, ding, ding. Dang, man. Golly. Number 28, man. Curtis Martin was a monster, hey, man. people he forget really about Curtis. For sure, yep. Curtis Curtis, my favorite Martin. Who said that? What was that guy? <laughs> it was probably Berman, wasn't it? Berman. That dude always. My favorite Martin. Always the nick. Always with the nicknames of this guy. But yeah, I thought I, I thought I had it early with, with Marshall Falk, and I think '95 was actually Marshall Falk's rookie year too, if I'm not mistaken. Was it really? I think so. Hey, you yeah. might be right. Maybe you know, nine. Maybe ninety. Maybe ninety. You got to remember. Maybe. I try to. I try to. You know, challenge you on these. Uh, name the player so I'm, i probably won't throw you up many softballs on that one but that was a good job no doubt no doubt um appreciate and it hey, appreciate it jb another fun show in the books um yeah had had fun and we appreciate you guys listening and um you know commenting giving us feedback uh, shoot us an email at no.jb.sportspedigree at gmail.com and uh yes you know, sir look for us on instagram tiktok we got a uh, YouTube posts every now and then, so we appreciate all the feedback and love. Yes, we do. Everybody have a great week. Be blessed. Y'all have an excellent week. We'll talk to you guys Let's later. Let's go. Sports pedigree on deck.
Batten, N-O, N-J-B, it's what's happening. Coverage of the NBA, present and past. You probably want to listen to facts. We never mask, alas, we don't hold back. Articulating them sneaky, important stats and trivia. Shows that the subject matter is well-rounded like a ball is. I see the referee, I'm wondering what the call is. Communicate the pick, I'm going top side. Illuminate that list, giving you my top five, acknowledging who's great. Now your list may have a couple different names, but really there's no debate. Wait, the passion, gotta be smooth. On the lookout for sports dichotomy tools. Getting views sounds nice, but the vision is deep. Cause in knowing JB will never put you to sleep. Originality is the key you pick locks with. Open up, no nose. It's been concocted. The segments are personal too. Cause a sports podcast without opinion, surely no value. <laughs> we gotta be great, requesting no favors. World Cup, you wait for tennis majors, NFL trades, and baseball pastime. Consistent on the mic, we don't get no halftime.